doesn't affect what we do. I just want you to worry every time you speak. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! I already do. Good for you. Thanks. Are we recording now? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So yeah, it is the new year, or at least it's the new year once this goes out. Hi. It's been a year. I feel like we're that one coworker who's walking in late with an iced coffee, pretending like they don't realize, like. No, we didn't record for a month. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, see, I wasn't even going to mention it. <laughs> I was just going to go, that's eh, fine. <laughs> uh, the Matt from uh, Full Movie Podcast is basically the only person that was like, hey, where are the new episodes? And I was like, okay, so this is for Matt. <laughs> He's Our one. listener of one. Our hardest core fan. Freya's probably in the room, too, so hi. <laughs> I'm, yeah, she likes the show also. But he's been the one that's like, hey, I noticed you haven't recorded in a month. And I was like, hey, whoa, what is this, an intervention? Like, <laughs> settle down. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about mediums. Ew. About psychic mediums, not uh, <laughs> not dress sizes or sweater sizes at Old Navy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to be taking a sip intermittently. We have some drinks because it's New Year's. So if you hear kind of a clinkling of a clinkling, clinkling, Clink, clinking of a glass, I haven't even had any yet. <laughs> that's the sound. Also, if you hear any booming in the background, that's because it's New Year's and this is America. So people have to be, you know, making things explode and whatnot. Are oh, you just going to leave that dead air? You know what oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. So we actually did an episode about psychics and mediums a while back. Psychics, flim flams, and something else. Some charlatans. I don't remember. There we go. Uh, I don't think that's right. Uh. I know flim flam was in there because I like that that turn of <laughs> phrase. But I originally wanted to do a series of episodes about specific mediums and psychics. Mm -hmm. uh, like you mentioned, Teresa Caputo. I wanted to do. Oh, no, you didn't. That was before we started recording. <laughs> Teresa Caputo is one of them anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but mediums are different than psychics in that they are a kind of psychic, but a psychic has a more general definition. Mm -hmm. Mediums specifically are people who communicate with dead people. Ooh. Yeah. And for my money are the most insidious form of charlatan. Oh, God. <laughs> All these big college words. <laughs> Went to high school in New Jersey. Settle down. <laughs> I did too. I just didn't stop there. That's all. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Like, what is your... Do you have any experience with mediums? I actually went to a colorblind medium. She had a little trouble telling the fuchsia. Okay, so I'm taking points off because mediums do not predict the future. Oh, fine. I have been to like a psychic though, like not even joking. In uh, mm. Red Bank, New Jersey, my friend used to go to one all the time and I sat in on one and I I could feel her money just flittering out of her pocket <laughs> and just going into the ether. It was yeah. wild. She started out by saying that my friend used to be like a princess. They always, yeah. And always the case. she does like... Like the thing was like a half hour long, and she spent 20 minutes of that telling us about her, the psychic. Like telling about her personal life. Yeah. And then she's like, you're going to have a really healthy life. 
And then two weeks later, she found out that she had um, ovarian cancer. So, I mean, not the best psychic. You know, she ended up fine, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The past life thing is, uh, that's, I, it's gotta be strictly for entertainment value. And I think anyone that goes and talks to a psychic about past lives must be going in under the assumption that it's for entertainment because it's actually, you can't prove it. Well, right. It's actually called a one way verification statement. This is a staple of psychic mediums and Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's basically, it's a statement that cannot be proven false or true. Like, the world is going to end. In a past life, you were a princess. These are things that cannot be proven, but they also can't be disproven. So the psychic is totally safe in making these kinds of statements. What would you call a psychic that is bad at telling the future? A normal person. <laughs> a nonprofit. profit <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, that's pretty good. Thank you. Um, but no, your friend's actually not in bad company. Uh, there's a 2018 study done by the Pew Research uh, Foundation that found that 4 in 10 Americans believe in psychics and mediums. That's astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. More people believe in psychics than don't believe we went to the moon. What? The thing I find really strange about that, yeah, so 26% of Americans don't believe we went to the moon. 38% of people from the UK don't believe America went to the moon. And almost, I don't, (laughs) jealous, obviously. I just, we had this teacher growing up called, um, his name was Mr. Lynch. And sometimes kids would joke about the moon landing being fake and he would lose his fucking mind. Do not fuck around with Mr. Lynch and the moon landing. Yeah, so I just want to like send this to him and be like, Mr. Lynch, I haven't seen you in 20 years, but um, you know there's people out there who believe in psychics but not the moon landing? (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, And it's, I mean, there are definitely people who are willing to take advantage of that kind of thing. Uh, Right now, mediumship alone is a $2.2 billion a year industry. Um, Back in 2002, when the FCC settled some claims and charges that were made against the Psychic Friends Network, that was the one that had Miss Cleo on it. Oh, yes. Um, Was that your Miss Cleo impression? No, that was just me being very excited. You were invoking her a little bit. (gasps) Oh, the spirit is in me. You must be a medium. (gasps) Um, They actually found during their investigation that during a three-year period... They had charged people over a billion dollars for their services and collected half of that. Oh, damn. $500 million in three years for mediumship. So, <laughs> that's that's embarrassing to some degree. Uh, and mediums are about as popular now as they've ever been. It's not like you would think that with our advances in science and stuff like that, like it would lesson but it actually hasn't the same amount of people now believe as they did 100 200 a thousand years ago and part of that is because of some of their platforms tend to lend some kind of legitimacy um to what they're doing Mm -hmm. so when you see tv shows on tlc or if you see them on daytime television these are people that are watching these shows all the time like montel and uh was the other one Steve Wilkos? He's done it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Dr. Phil. They watch these shows. They trust these TV personalities. For some reason. So when they have... Right. So when they have a medium on the show, they trust that the medium is real. Because why else would they have them on their show? Dr. Phil wouldn't steer us wrong. You know, that's kind of the thinking. 
Can you imagine, like, Dr. Phil being your paragon of, like, trustworthy, you know, news and life outlet? <laughs> a man, yeah, who is not licensed to practice medicine in the state he films his show in. <laughs> who made the Catch Me Outside girl famous? Like, what? Uh, so many evils perpetrated among American <laughs> people. But um, there's a lot of TV psychics that are famous. Um, I really blame TLC for a lot of these people, like the Long Island Medium, uh, Mama Medium, Psychic Tia, uh, the Seatbelt Psychic. I haven't heard of most of those. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. <laughs> I've I've been previewing them while I'm working. I've been having them play in the background, and. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's been the longest two weeks of my entire life. Um, and one of the things that I found the most striking about, especially like the Long Island Medium um, and Mama Medium, is they focus a lot on the personal lives of the mediums. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you can speak to the dead, like any dead, yeah. you tap into the ether, whatever you have to do to speak to them. I don't give a shit about your personal life. Also, like, how suck is it that these ghosts, the only person they could talk to is Teresa Caputo? <laughs> like, what What afterlife is that? What have they done? Is that hell? That sounds like hell. That has to be one of the worst possibilities for an <laughs> afterlife, is that you might get to talk to someone you care about, but you have to go through, like, the worst third-party company imaginable. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to talk to James Van Prague. Oh, no. And hope that he tells your your family what you want him to tell them. And then you try to say, like, my name is Lacey. Oh, it starts with an L. But I just said Lacey. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so that's actually what we're really going to talk about, is these mediums... And some of the techniques that they use to trick people. Hairspray. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're... <laughs> Teresa Caputo only uses hairspray. I'm fairly sure she has a human-sized dryer at home. And she hops in the dryer <laughs> with some of those scented crystals and some starch. Yes. Absolutely. And she pops out, ready to read the dead. <laughs> so, in our lifetime at least mm -hmm. some of the most famous mediums that really shaped um i think the public's perception of what a medium is are like sylvia brown mm -hmm. john edwards oh real James quick um, what do john edwards and stevie wonder have in common oh god what they both made a lot of money from superstition <laughs> <laughs> okay i I'm haven't had like, enough alcohol for that yet i've been waiting like five minutes for you to bring up john edwards so i could tell that joke <laughs> So I'm going to preface this whole thing by saying I'm not going to talk about specific psychics. Uh, we will mention them throughout the episode because, I mean, we need to provide examples, I think. But I'm not going to talk about them specifically because this will turn into a very different thing. But I don't think that it's really a secret that I hate mediums. I think they are vile like barnacles on the underbelly of society. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I don't have a great opinion of them. There was a story... I know I said I was going to talk about specific psychics, but... Here's this is, a specific psychic. <laughs> here we go. And wanting to, to cite a specific example of what... Because some people would say, when it comes to mediums, they would say, well, isn't it just a bit of fun? You know what I mean? Or, at the very least, even if they're not really communing with the dead, 
aren't they providing people with some sort of closure? And I don't think that I'm really the one to judge on that kind of thing. I think if you find comfort in that sort of thing, then that's okay, even if you don't really believe it. Because I've heard of people going and seeing psych uh, mediums, and the medium saying, oh, I'm in touch, it's your father, he says he loves you, whatever. Do you they, feel about multivitamins? Like, I know they don't do shit, but I feel like a healthier person having tried them. You feel better about being snarky to people, because you're like, I don't even take this shit, I take multivitamins every day. <laughs> I took glucosamine today. Like, my joints are so healthy. I had three probiotic gummies this morning. I don't need to take this crap. (laughs) Just ring my shit up. That's what probiotics do, too. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) bring your shit up. Nice. Gross. Um, And I've I've seen interviews with people that said that, like, they know that the the medium is not in touch with the other side, but it... It's something they needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, And this puts me in mind of this old adage of let those who would be fooled be fooled. It's kind of thing like if people want to believe it, just let them believe it. Like whatever. But there is real damage that is done by mediums. People who are given hope when there should not be hope. Mm -hmm. And people who are given sort of a false sense of the way things really are. Uh, That that sounds pretty vague, but... (laughs) um, the, the one story that comes to mind is Sylvia Brown. Um, she passed a few years ago. Uh, She's looking up at us now. <laughs> harsh. She's in hell. That's true. She's no, done some she really is. rotten stuff. <laughs> but one of the stories that comes to mind is that there was a girl who had been abducted. And she was basically held captive. Um, like chained to like a... In some kind of like container for a decade. And she had a television. And she was watching daytime tv and she saw psychics uh she saw sylvia brown on monta williams all the time and she in later interviews because she escaped eventually said that she was always hoping her parents would consult a psychic and hopefully a psychic would be able to find her and she could be reunited with her parents until one day she saw her parents on an episode of monta williams in the audience asking sylvia brown about her and sylvia brown said She's dead. You don't have to look for her anymore. And that girl had to watch as this fraud was telling her parents to stop looking for her. (laughs) So I know that that's incredibly bleak. But if you need a better reason why this stuff can be so dangerous and so vile, I really can't cite a worse example than that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how they do this Mm -hmm. besides lying (laughs) (laughs) fair the main method that i think most people are pretty privy to is cold reading do you know why um psychics enjoy reading like doing their readings in the snow oh my god to improve their cold reading (laughs) 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 now if you don't know what cold reading is um it's basically just asking very vague um broad stroke questions and hoping you kind of snag a hit so i would be like you know uh i'm feeling energy is there someone in here who lost someone with a j or an m name like a mary a john maybe a margaret and you know what which is fucking bananas yeah and it's crazy that that works but it does and someone will go hey i've got a my my grandmother's name is mary goes yeah so mary and she had a husband, uh, like a John or a George or something like that. And they'll go, oh yeah, my grandfather's name was uh, Gerald. And go, yeah, Gerald. Like, 
And it works. It sounds ridiculous right now, but it works. So cold reading is the staple. All mediums do it. All psychics do it, really. But all mediums have to do cold reading. The other one is hot reading, which is what um, you saw a lot with faith healers, where they would basically they look up information about a person, and then they use it to provide a psychic reading. Um, there's a YouTube video that I highly recommend you find where a guy invites a bunch of psychics to investigate a old chocolate factory. Oh god, I love that one. And he's created a fake Facebook page or a website. He creates a fake website for the chocolate factory with a fake history. And every single thing he put on the site, the psychics picked up on. Um, so that's hot reading. But there's some other mental tricks that they like to do. And these are not as complicated as you might think. Uh, so one of the first ones is... Um, I call this the golden rule of cold reading. And this is if you are making a guess and you get a hit. So you say like, oh, your, um, your father, he liked the fish a lot. And they go, oh, yeah, that's right. And he also, uh, I mean, he loved the outdoors. So it's the yes and. Mm. So you know, they get an affirmation. You say and and you move on with more information. Because it doesn't feel like you're making more guesses. It feels like you're expanding on the original guess. Ah, Now, if you get a miss, that would be a totally different thing. That would be what we call no but. So, they would say, your grandmother had a a necklace really, really valuable to her. And you would say, "Uh, no, she didn't go. But she didn't tell anyone about it. It was hidden in a box in her room. You know. No so kids lie. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing how transparent it seems in this context, but this no shit but. works. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the, the golden rule of cold reading. That's how you navigate those hits and misses. How do you think a medium would contact a dead window washer? How? With a squeegee board. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's a squeegee board? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. I didn't get it. Thank first. you for your input. Another rule that a lot of psychics like to use states that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Okay. So one of the things that appeal to people about mediums is the personal investment the medium offers them. So like John Edwards is masterful at this, where whenever he's giving his readings, it seems like he really is like he really cares about the person he's talking to. And he's really invested in them building a connection with this passed on person that's truly diabolical it really is but the thing is is once people think that you care about them they're more interested in what you have to say and they're more willing to believe you because they are once you're invested in them they feel invested in you very subtle and very shitty psychological trick so the next uh kind of questions that psychics like to ask are called vanishing negatives I feel like I'm back in math class. I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite kinds of psychic questions because I've seen people use this outside of like mediumship. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll say, um, you don't work for yourself, do you? No. No, I didn't think so. I thought you seem like the kind of person. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Now, let's say you responded in the positive. You don't work for yourself, do you? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. See. Oh. Oh, that's cr- <laughs> I need you to start being like a fake psychic and raking in some of that dough. 
So, I actually, when I was younger, wanted to be a psychic. Uh, we've talked about this in past episodes. <laughs> I was actually looking into being a psychic because I thought I could read minds. Mm-hmm. And what it was is just me and my friends spent too much time together, so we knew each other really well. <laughs> but I started looking into what it was to be a psychic. And that whole becoming a psychic thing is actually another method that they use to establish validity. Mm-hmm. Um, by having credentials. There's You pay some money, people say, yep, 100%, you're definitely a psychic. Here's your certificate. I actually wanted to be a psychic kitchen remodeler. A counterintuitive, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, like every famous medium, I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, oh, shade. The the next little technique that I use are called Barnum statements. This is a very famous thing that psychics are often um, criticized for. This is also what horoscopes are kind of criticized for. Mm-hmm. It's a statement that is general enough to apply to anybody. Um, so I could say something like, um, you tend to have a lot of unused potential, and you people don't always give you the full credit that you deserve. That mm. kind of feels like I'm talking about you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I literally copied <laughs> <Wow>. this from a website. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I hate about myself is, I mean, <laughs> that'd be a long episode, um, <laughs> is the, I believe in, like, horoscopes in the way that they, like, depict people not in like daily horoscopes yeah but like i look at people it's like whenever i meet someone new i'm like oh i'm gonna see what your horoscope like your oh you mean like the the what your personality would be yeah yeah it's really weird that (laughs) you believe in that because you're a scorpio and you don't match any of the scorpio personality but you are such a gemini oh my god it's so true (laughs) (laughs) gemini are all uh duplicitous and two-faced and they like kitty cats they do I, yeah, I love cats. We also tend to be chubby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go, you're not fat, you have a dad bod. Well, it's a father figure, but it's, <laughs> it's still very chubbly. <laughs> Let's not talk about my body. I don't know how we got into this corner. You got into that. This <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, some of the other Barnum statements, like one of my favorite ones is, uh, some of your hopes and, and goals are, you know, kind of seems a little unrealistic. Everyone has unrealistic goals and hopes. That's kind of the point of being a person, is wanting things that are a little crazy. Because you move towards them and maybe you find something that you can attain. Psh, if you're crazy, the only thing I wanted to do today was get donuts and take a nap, and bitch, I got some donuts and I took a nap. <laughs> That's true, you live <laughs> the dream. But those Barnum statements are like, they're part and parcel to every medium. Because they will often talk about someone's, you know, dead relative, and then they will give a Barnum statement about the relative that applies to anybody. Does does that have to do with Barnum and Bailey? No, no, it's about that the is Barnum. a serious question. <laughs> so I have actually heard pe- not only do people believe that it has to do with Barnum and Bailey. Oh, good. Because P.T. Barnum had a great quote where he said, "There's a sucker born every day," mm-hmm. and some people thought that Barnum statements applied to everybody because he thought that you could sell something to anybody, kind of thing. It's actually part of the Barnum-Forcer effect, which is the uh, ability to identify with a generalized idea or statement. Oh. At least other people thought it wasn't just me being, like, dumb. I did, too. I had to look it up because I knew you were going to ask that question, and I wanted (laughs) to know for sure. Thanks, man. (laughs) Um, The other uh, kind, there's this thing called the Rainbow Ruse. And I've had this used on me. Uh, when I've gone and seen psychics, um, that sounds like like a Tarte Cosmetics like sh- 
like palette. Oh, the rainbow, rainbow rooms. Oh, oh, that does sound nice. We have to call them. <laughs> does anyone know anyone from Tart? <laughs> call Elf. Get on it. We need it cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. ColourPop. Let's go. So this is when um, you make a statement that credits someone with a personality trait and the opposite of that trait at the same time. Okay. So if I were to say you're outgoing, you would go, no, I'm not. But if I, and so I could say you're outgoing as a, as a medium and be totally wrong. Right. And that would look bad. Mm-hmm. So the way to get around that is I would say, you're not very outspoken. You tend to keep to yourself. Um, but when the situation calls for it, you actually can speak up for yourself and be very outspoken. Oh, that is so clever. Yeah. So I'm saying you are outspoken and you are not outspoken. And you can only be one of those two things. You can't be neither. Yeah. So you're going to identify a hit within one of those two things. This is used not just by psychics who are talking to you at the boardwalk, but this is done by mediums when describing dead relatives. This Mm. is all part of building a rapport with the target, who is the person you're doing the reading for, and letting them feel like you are really in, you know, some kind of contact with this person. Yeah. By seeming like you know about them. There's another one called fine flattery this one is so diabolical because i've had this used on me outside of the context of a psychic (laughs) from a charlotte yeah this is a compliment that compares you to people at large i do often get compared to large people (laughs) (laughs) so okay if i were to say to you you are very honest or you are very smart that seems like I'm trying to flatter you, mm-hmm. and you're not going to trust me. No. But if I were to say... I don't trust any men's compliments. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I give you compliments. You're like, mm-hmm. What's broken? <laughs> like, where's a woman to compliment me? <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to say to you, you're a lot more honest than most people I meet. Ooh. Or if I say, like, yeah, I don't typically meet people as smart as you. That is... It seems more sincere. Yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> but it seems more sincere. Now, you might wonder, how is this something that would be applied to mediumship? Because, I've, like I said, I've seen this outside of a, a charlatany. <laughs> I, I have people use this on me. Like uh, schmoozing type of, you know, scenarios. Yeah. But you could say, you know, your grandmother, I get the sense she was, she was a lot more uh, secretive than most people. And they would go, oh yeah, she was. And the reason that they're going to say that is because I've already told you that necklace that you didn't know about, she had it hidden away. Mm. And you believe me. So now in your mind... And also my grandma was a stripper. (laughs) That's true. That's not even a joke. (laughs) I've met your grandmother. She's a very nice lady. (laughs) The end. (laughs) The next thing I want to talk about are called incidental questions. This is something... I have some examples Mm -hmm. that I took directly from John Edward. Because he uses them so much. Okay, I'm uh, ready. This is a question that is indirect. Okay. Now, if I was a medium and I was like, what are some health issues you're concerned about? You would be like, why don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> but if I said, now why would that be? Or, you know, your grandmother... Oh my god, I remember him saying that when I used to stay home from school and watch him. I'd say, um, your grandmother said that like she had this pain in her knee. Does that make any sense to you? Mm. Um, but she was also saying that her arm, um, something about her arm was cold. Like, can you relate to that in some way? Or is, is that, does that relate to you in some way? Oh, that's fucking genius. My favorite one, which I've heard every medium say, 
Um, James Van Prague loves this one. He said his head was, there was a tightness around his head. Does that make sense to you? Uh, does that sound right? That Does that sound right? Like, no, James. Now, when you have open-ended indirect questions like that, like, mm-hmm. does that sound right? Does that make sense to you? Um, it's not like they're asking you, is this the correct thing I said? Yeah. It sounds more like they're saying, hey, am I interpreting this correctly? Mmm, clever. Very tricksy. How many psychics do you think it would take to change a light bulb? I feel like I've heard this one. I mean, none, but they'll tell you who will. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, another one that I've seen every medium do is kind of an extension of that, uh, of the, the previous thing we talked about with the, the indirect questions, is a statement that is ambiguous enough that it could be interpreted as a question. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say something like, um, well, your grandmother, she seems like someone who likes to do things her own way. Uh, this is important to her. And then I leave a pause. I'm kind of making it sound like a question. Yeah. But it's a statement. So but with oh, it sounds that- like one of those shitty interview questions <laughs> where they leave too much space and then I talk too much and then I don't get the job. <laughs> but by leaving that pause at the end, mm-hmm. that's something we do after we ask a question. Yeah. So even if the inflection doesn't sound, you know, if I say like, this is important to you, or this is important to her, if I were to just say, this is important to her, that has an upward inflection like a question. But if I just say, this is important to her, and I leave a pause, Mm -hmm. it implies a question, and that gives the target the opportunity, and almost the, they feel compelled to answer yes or no, Mm -hmm. to confirm or deny it. Uh, It's a very tricky way that uh, a lot of mediums like to operate. There's a lot more techniques to do with conversation. Um, there's way too many to do a whole episode on. Uh, but one of the other things that I actually am really intrigued by is another method that they use that has nothing to do with conversation called the Sherlock Holmes strategy. Or the Sherlock strategy. And this is when... They do opium. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's when they try to discern things about you based on the way you look. Oh, I would hate this. Yeah. And uh, you have things like an old watch or an old ring. We get the sense you really like carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Your grandmother cooked a lot, didn't she? She liked to cook a lot. She made too much food oftentimes. Told you to love your body, not to worry about what other people think. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that is, I mean, I've seen that with... Uh, going and seeing psychics like when we were growing up there were psychics that were local to us and you mm-hmm. could go in you pay five bucks and they give you a reading and they could tell things about you um psychics often look for wedding rings mm-hmm. or a lack of a wedding ring or the line where the wedding ring is supposed to be yeah i remember before the pandemic we had talked about going to see a bunch of psychics and like saying like you know we're friends or brother and sister or something mm-hmm. and doing all that yeah I still want to do that. Yeah, I just had to wait until the world stops ending. So, with some of these things that we've talked about, these open-ended statements, these the rainbow ruse, and all these different kinds of sort of verbal trickery that psychics get to gain your trust, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to gain your trust, because then they gain your confidence. And you know what we call someone whose goal is to gain your confidence? 
No. A con man. <laughs> or a con artist. Jokes on them, I don't have any confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what these people are. They're con artists. They rob people, they, they give them false hope, and they take their money, and they drain them for thousands of dollars sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I mean, honestly, I could do an entire show, like, podcast, just on mediums. If you'd like Jerry to do a whole podcast on mediums, email us at harleyparanormal at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> but this is something, like, as you watch mediums on TV or watch mm-hmm. them on YouTube, watch for these things, and you'll see them at work. Uh, John Edwards is great for it. He actually doesn't do a whole lot of televised stuff anymore. Because people are like, for some reason, they're privy to what he does, but not like everyone else that does the exact same thing. It's like, oh, they're different. Yeah. Psychics will also use a lot of manipulative techniques. Like, if they're getting a lot of misses, they'll say, oh, well, the person is person doesn't believe, and that negative energy is interfering <laughs> with... The chi is just blocking. <laughs> and... <laughs> Mediums especially, I feel like um, there needs to be a lot more being done legally to shut them down because of the damage that they do. Doesn't England have something like that? I don't know. I thought they did. I'm thinking of something else. Either way, it's a better oh, country. Australia. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Way to generalize, though. That's nice. <laughs> People with accents, I don't know. <laughs> so awful. Yeah, they, they do have a law that if you make a claim as a psychic and charge money for it, like, there's there's some laws that can get you into trouble. Mm. I think there needs to be a lot more of that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that um, mediums are just the worst. <laughs> I don't really have anything <laughs> nice to say about them. Um, I also do hold daytime TV accountable. Because they're putting that stuff out and and selling it, basically. Yeah. And p- by putting it up on their TV, you know, on their show, on their TV, <laughs> I sound so old. By putting it up on their shows and, and having these people on as guests, they're, in a way, selling the idea that they are real, mm-hmm. which then sells and promotes belief in superstitions and things like that. Yeah, it makes people believe in Dr. Oz, and I'm not about that shit. I cannot believe he's popular. Yeah. I am he's not, not a, a psychic, but like, fuck Dr. Oz. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, and neither is he. Like, <laughs> I, cannot be- I cannot believe he's popular. I watched an episode, and I was like... What the hell? How he's a, he's like the old west like snake oil salesman. It's just like a little like side rant or whatever. Um, I'd lost like a hundred pounds, and one of my customers was trying to tell me weight loss tips from Doctor Oz, and wouldn't trust mine, who had lost a person sized amount of weight. Yeah, but Doctor Oz. <laughs> By the way, because I don't know if we've ever talked about it, Lacey has lost an insane amount of weight in her <laughs> life twice. Because, like, you got pregnant with our daughter and gained a lot of your weight back. Yeah. You got pregnant with our son and gained a lot of weight back. Thanks, Marina. <laughs> but you've lost 80-plus pounds multiple times. 120. Yeah. Twice. Thank Unbelievable. you. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but uh, Dr. Oz, um, his his grapefruit shakes is what's really going to get that holiday weight off. <laughs> well, and he's not victim, or he's not blameless in this either because he does have mediums on his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what they have to do with him selling snake oil, but I guess he... It's grapefruit oil? God. (laughs) (laughs) It's piss. Piss with ink. (laughs) Aw. So, I do hold them accountable to some degree, because they are selling this stuff. And really, that is the, the existence of everything supernatural and paranormal on television right now. Mm -hmm. Every haunted house show, ghost hunter show, 
uh, every ghost story show, everything with a psychic or a medium, they are packaging and marketing and selling a belief in something that isn't real. Uh, belief in ghosts and ghost hunting shows, those are hugely marketable because they help sell ghost hunting tools, which yeah. we've already talked about, and they don't work. And I think that's part of the reason it's taken us a little while to get another episode out, was everything we talked about, it seemed like there was... We were rehashing explanations again and again. Mm-hmm. We had sort of like... You know, we talk about a ghost story. talk about another ghost story, and I'm like, it's the same thing, though. We're going to say the same things are to blame. <laughs> that seems a bit boring. The paranormal, I have, in a way, lost a little bit of my passion for, because the more we look the less we find. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're too legit to quit, so obviously <laughs> <laughs> we're coming back do more episodes. <laughs> but, like, I haven't told a series of puns and jokes in a month and a half, so, like, come yeah, on. you've been very unbearable, honestly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. see when, like, you're at, like, critical mass and you're like, <laughs> Must release jokes. <laughs> Luckily, I got my boss on board with dad jokes, and now at least I get to get that out. It's just telling bad jokes to somebody who on won't board laugh. On board is a very clever <laughs> way of saying is now tolerant of. <laughs> <laughs> now won't fire me because I'm telling bad jokes. Yeah. But definitely want to thank uh, Matt and Freya for their support and Matt for constantly being a friendly uh, force of motivation. <laughs> it's been very helpful. Um, we've had a hell of a month, honestly. <laughs> I mean, besides sort of the trying to figure... We ha- have lots of topics to talk about. It's just not wanting to rehash the same thing over and over again. So instead, we just did psychics again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this month has been brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Keep injuring ourselves so much so that we can't sit on the floor and do this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, Yeah, your back is out of whack. My knee is out of whack. It's a good time, but... We're only in our early 30s. This is going to get so much worse. <laughs> I'm just getting used to living in a jar. Because I feel like my 40s, I'm definitely getting cremated. Like, <laughs> I'll put done. googly eyes on your urn. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> Honestly, you can just dump the ashes in the trash. Like, it's fine. There's no... <laughs> I'm not using any of that anymore, so... <laughs> oh, no. Spread them in the garden or something. I don't know. Whatever makes you feel best. <laughs> Bring you to a psychic and have you talk to me. Oh, Yes. Yes. I'll be like so, Houdini. Yeah, yeah. So if I, when I die before you, because there's no way this heap is making it further than you, <laughs> uh, I will contact you from the spirit world. If I don't, um, I've met someone else and moved on. And I'm Aww. Just <laughs> it's because um, Sylvia Brown, you and her got together. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's because I've actually just ceased to exist and have turned back into whatever energy permeates throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. So. Please uh, respect that choice. (laughs) Don't go searching for me. I definitely like the idea of, once the pandemic is over, of us going to a psychic Mm -hmm. and talking about our experience. Yeah, I really want to do um, those Etsy psychics, too, where they, like... I'm sorry, um, what? I've never heard of this. Oh, my God. So, they have Etsy psychics that, like, draw your past life and draw your soulmate and stuff like that and give you readings. I want to take, like, 50 bucks and just do, like, a bunch of them. Yeah. That, is, is that something anyone would be interested in? Because oh, I think that'd be so much fun. You want to get married again? <laughs> I'm so down with this. So I've been Jerry. I've been Lacey. That was very abrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more you wanted to say? Uh, no, I just wasn't expecting to say my name so soon. I'm so nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I gotta do it again. 
I've been Jerry. I've been Lacey. Oh, you were ready that time. I was. <laughs> and remember, it's probably just the wind. Wind, wind.